Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I am your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today, and I'll tell you what. Before we get started on that, let's take a look, as we always do, at Friday, our recap here and how it went down. Uh, more X's than greens, and I'll tell you what. Go ahead and look at my name right there, Tulsa, second half, team total over 60 and a half, because I'm going to take the blame for the entire show on everybody's X's, and I'll tell you why. We're sitting there at 13, last play of the game. All right, Tulsa has a pick six in their hands to run it in and cover this number. And the dude just falls down, just falls down. And I'm screaming at the television. My neighbor's like, why is this guy screaming at the Tulsa game? So I'm going to take the blame for everybody there. But enough of that. Let's bring in the stars of the show. My guys looking sharp as always. Micah Roberts, my man. How are we doing, sir? Doing great, man. Uh, real exciting. I didn't know that's how the game ended. I just saw the score and was like, damn. And that's horrible to find that out. But uh, Western Kentucky got there. Baseball, not so good with the Padres, not winning. I thought that was a really good play with Musgrove. He was hot. And then uh, the NBA, it's upside down world right now with the ratings. Nothing is panning out for real. So I'm just kind of waiting. I saw the Denver Nuggets destroyed the Warriors. The second team of the Nuggets was so impressive. All of them had double digit plus uh, minuses. They were all pluses better than the, the starters. So that was impressive. Uh, blew out the Warriors, and uh, now we're here. We are here. I got a couple games here to talk about. Got some NASCAR. It's going to be an amazing Saturday. It really is, man. Like we're the best like part of the sports calendar right now. I think it was what well, the is. other day it was like the sports equinox. I Something believe like is that, that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, I like it. And it was crazy, man. Like because like we had sixteen and a half on Tulsa. We're sitting at thirteen. Like we're sitting good, dude. Throws a pick. Chris Kurt Warner's son throws a pick six. Guy linebacker catches it and just drops, man. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. All right, Bulbin, man, coming over to you. Uh, first off, dude, great job last night, man. Watch you on CBS Sports HQ. You, David Sampson, Tommy Tran, the whole gang there did a fantastic job. So well done on that. And uh, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate that, AB. Uh, me, Tommy Tran, and then a couple other guys have been rotating in every Friday night from 8 to 9 doing a live betting hour on CBS Sports HQ. So if anybody ever wants to tune in, check that out on Friday at 8. But other than that, AB, we've got two games again today, so I'm excited to get after it. Got some uh, a side and then a, some props for you all. Nice, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's stay right here with you uh, on the storylines that affect the betting lines for today. All right, the impact of Lance McCullers' injury it's bigger than we think. So break it down. And it happened on a champagne celebration, right? Like, what is this, a Drake video? So break it down, man. Like, what are we looking at? And how much bigger is it that we need to know? Yeah, AB, it's a lot bigger than we think. And it did happen on an errant champagne bottle. Apparently, an errant champagne bottle hit him in the elbow, and that caused him to be pushed back a start. 
I don't know how true that is, but if it is true, that's, I mean, it's just another ridiculous freak injury of this postseason. But as I mentioned, this seems like it's not a big deal, but it is a little bit because there's only one off day in the LCS, as I mentioned in my storyline early on an early edge earlier this week. So if Lance McCullers goes in game three, then he's would be on three days rest to go in game seven. If there's a game seven, whereas if now that he's going in game four, he would only be on two days rest to go in a game seven. So we know AB that three days and four days, four days is normal rest, right? And we know pitchers can go on three days. Starters can go on three days, which is short rest. A starter can't really go on two days. That's, that's not really giving him enough time. He can go in relief. Sure. In two days, but that's not enough for a start. So you'd probably have to have Christian Javier start in game seven if it goes there. That being said, Astros are up 2-0. I don't know if it's going to get to seven games, but it could prove to be a big factor if it does. Yeah, you are correct on that. Now, speaking of big factors here, all right, Micah, coming over to you, same deal. So the NASCAR, we're in the postseason. We have, is it three races left? Two races left in this round, in the round of eight, and then three races total, including the last race at Phoenix, November 6th. Perfect. Okay. And tomorrow we are at, uh, it's the Dixie Vodka 400. All right. NASCAR at Homestead, Miami. So first I might have me some Dixie Vodka later on (laughs) in a nice little uh, ranch water drink there. Always love those on a Saturday, but talk to us about the race. Talk to us about where we sit, what we're looking at for the finale of the NASCAR season. Yeah, this is the last race on a mile and a half track, and it's different from the other ones. The other ones are ovals and D-shaped ovals. This one is a paperclip um, layout, so it looks kind of like Martinsville, except on steroids. So maybe three times uh, the distance, uh, Martinsville is a half mile, but you get the idea, But except it's high banked as well, progressively high banked. So it's a unique track. It's the only one like it on the circuit, and uh, it still runs, though. The cars still run the same that run on the mile and a half, the guys that did well. So what I've done for these type of tracks, uh, the bigger tracks, two mile, 1.366 mile and one and a half mile tracks is grouped them up the last five races, starting with Michigan, Darlington, Kansas, Texas, and Las Vegas. And if you look at all those results there, you, you see a few names that keep plucking up here and there. Denny Hamlin's one of them. Uh, Tyler Reddick is one of them. Those two are the favorites there. And then there's other guys. You're like, wow, Eric Jones, why is he 50 and 66 to one every week when he's like top six in a lot of these? He won at Darlington. They're acting like he has no shot to win. He does have a shot. He's 66 to one. Chase Briscoe's another one. He's been top five the last two races between Las Vegas and Texas. He's going to have a good run here, and he's six in the points. He's a guy to really look at strong because if he wins this race, he's automatically got the invite to Phoenix, which is the place he won his first career cup race, his only race this season, way back in March. So he kind of has an edge and incentive to do extremely well here, and he's one of the guys I'm looking at. And then, of course, Joey Logano. He's got four top fives in those five races that I mentioned. So, um, yeah. The same guys are probably going to, you know, I don't think you're going to see any surprises. And I don't consider Eric Jones, if he wins, a surprise, even though the, the bookmakers have him so uh, egregiously high. So take advantage of that. Early lottery ticket, $5 on Eric Jones at 66 to 1. Do it. All right. I'll tell you, that, that got me parked up right there, man. A little early lottery <laughs> ticket. No, it is funny. I'll say, you know, our man, Trent Wade, it looks like he agrees with you uh, completely on Chase Briscoe. Top 10 uh, at minus 105. Obviously, you, uh, you feel good about that? Oh, yeah. Do top five. Get in there. Get some plus money. Take that top five. Take the next step. Top five. Chase Briscoe. Do it. 
I love it, man. I love it. All right. Let's get into our picks for today. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. And we are back. All right. Only got two of them today. All right. And I'm in here too. Got a couple plays here, but you guys are the stars of the show on this one. So, Micah, I'm going to come right back at you, man. You've got to play in college football and you've got to play in the NFL. So, hit both of them, man. What you got? Yeah, there's all kinds of sports going on now. And I realized last week, John and I, we did all baseball. And I'm like, wait, well, maybe I should have thrown a college football in there. So <laughs> I left the baseball aside. We'll have John uh, handle all that. And I, I like his uh, play today. Uh, but also college football, Minnesota, Penn State, over 42 and a half. This number's dropped down a couple from, I think it was uh, started at 44 and a half. Um, but Tanner Morgan, questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. He got his head banged up last week. Uh, but the running game, I think, is going to have some success. Uh, Mo Ibrahim and all those big offensive linemen for Minnesota are going to have some success against Penn State. Penn State allowed 418 yards rushing last week. And the number is just too low. I mean, we're not talking about a Northwestern or Rutgers-type team here. These are two teams that can score. Average score this season for Minnesota is 34-11. That's over this total. And for Penn State is 31-19. I think the offense will get back in track. This two straight games where Penn State did not play well offensively. I look for that to change here against Minnesota and get the over here. The last two meetings have gone over. Five of the last seven meetings have gone over as well. And then uh, in the NFL, the Sunday night game, Miami against Pittsburgh. This is all about Tua. Tua's back. The offense is back. That means the Cheetah is going to be fast and score. That means Waddle's going to score. He's going to catch a lot of passes. I, I think... Without T.J. Watt and maybe without uh, Fitzpatrick in uh, center field there for the Steelers, I think the Steelers are going to be in trouble here. This will be – I liken it to when they put the, the young quarterback in. Um, who's the kid from Pitt? Uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. put him in his first start on the road at Buffalo. Are you kidding me? I mean, that was 38-3. to you, <laughs> you don't do that to a kid like that. And then Trubisky comes in last week, saves the game. Uh, they win the game. They beat the Bucks. They're very emotional, and then they go back to pick it here. I don't get that. I, I thought Trubisky earned that right um, to start again, and because they're putting Pickett back in there, I don't think he's going to have a lot of success against Miami, and I think Miami's going to do a lot of scoring, so the Steelers will be doing a lot of chasing in that game, I think, and uh, everybody's back for the Mostert and the running game and uh, Waddle, Jacecki. I mean, so this this thing that remember the first three games we were like, Oh, wow. We got to upgrade the, the dolphins rating fast. And then the last three, it's like, Oh, wow. But three straight losses, they get back, they get on a winning streak here again with two, as long as he can stay healthy, because we see with Benjamin, I mean, uh, uh, Bridgewater, I mean, every time he gets hit, he's got a concussion. So this is what happens. You got guys in those, uh, protocols. I mean, it's sad, uh, but it is what it is. I mean, it's it's hard to maintain a strong, uh, healthy head. <laughs> it is. It really is. It, it is. So I hope he stays in it. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, uh, I think Tua was ready to go last week. And yeah. I think just think that the public perception. The backlash. They yeah, they had to sit him an extra week. Uh, absolutely. So I'm I mean, with you. you like, yeah, you had everybody talking, putting their two cents in about what a concussion is, what it isn't, how long he should be out. Everybody all of a sudden was making rules for the NFL, and then the NFL was stupid for listening and everything, and they gave them trouble. So when the guy's healthy, they they wouldn't let him back in because of um, just the backlash. They fell to them. Yeah, yeah, completely agree, man. Like, two is good to go. Like, I, we were talking about it yesterday, and it's like, uh, is two oh, you know, all right, like, five, he's five. 
Like Miami's going to put it on Pittsburgh. Like, I, I completely agree with you on that play. All right, Bowman, you're going to bring us home here. You're going to be the maestro spot, but I've got a couple plays here, uh, two actually. So first, gave out yesterday, Mississippi State, Alabama, under 61 again. Nick Saban, incredibly consistent in regards to his unders. And Micah, you're on this play on Sportsline as well, I yep. believe, right? Yep. yep. Absolutely, man. Like uh, th- this game, like we, Alabama could win 49 to 10 and we still cash the under, right? Like it's not going to be high scoring for Mississippi State at all. I'm also going to play Baylor minus 10 against Kansas. Look, I, we all love the Kansas story and hate that their quarterback Daniels got injured, but the, the, the magic is over. This, the, like the, the fairy tale is done. It's over. <clears throat> and this comes right at a time for Baylor exactly when they need it. Uh, same as we saw Oklahoma last week against Kansas. They needed a bounce back game. Kansas was there. Baylor's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Take them there. Lastly, I was going to play Tennessee Martin against Tennessee today under 70 and a half. Uh-huh. That number dropped five points. It's down to 65. It's too low for me. Look, Tennessee's not going to have a hangover. They're too young to have hangovers. They don't even know what a hangover is. <laughs> However, they're going to get everybody out of this game. Hidden Hooker is going to be out of this game in the second quarter. Like, they're just going to run the football and get out. So, if you still want to play it, like, I kind of like it. I'm not going to make it official because it's dropped too much. But, yeah, <laughs> like, play the under here. Like, this is going to be the fastest game of the day uh, there. So, all right. Johnny Baldwin, you got a couple good plays, Major League Baseball, man. Bring us home, brother. What do you got? Yeah, A.B., and I think a lot of people at Tennessee know what a hangover is. (laughs) heard some good things from over there. But, uh, you know, know, I had to channel my uh, 25-ranked green wave for these plays. They're winning waves. So we're going to go with three plays today. First one, MLB side, Yankees minus 140 against the Astros on the money line. Garrett Cole's pitching tonight. He pitched well in his two starts against the Guardians. And he pitched well again in his start against the Astros earlier this season. He allowed just one run in seven innings. I think the Yankees have to win behind him today. If Christian Javier going on the other side, he's allowed just two one earned run in 12 innings against the Yankees this season. He's pitched very well against them. But as I mentioned, the Yankees are at home behind their ace. I think this is an absolute must-win game for them. They need to win this. So I'm going to back the Yankees here. It might be the only time I back the Yankees in this series. And then we're going to go with two props here. So my first prop, Garrett Cole, under 0.5, under 0.5, under 6.5 strikeouts. It's about minus, it's actually dropped from minus 140 to minus 105 on DraftKings now. So I'd suggest going there to get it. But the Astros are an extremely tough team to strike out. I think Cole's going to pitch well, but seven strikeouts is a lot of strikeouts against the Astros. The Astros struck out just six times and two times in their first two games this series. So I think they're going to at least put the ball in play against Garrett. And then my other play, Jose Trevino, under 0.5 total bases, minus 140. And then I think he's going to end up starting if Kyle Higashioka starts in place of Trevino. We're going to play that instead. It's probably going to be about the exact same number. Jose Trevino is 1 for 15 in the playoffs, and he's 0 for 8 in his career against Christian Javier. As I mentioned, Boone might go back to Higashioka, who – Hasn't been much better at the plate, but I just don't think either of these catchers are going to get hits today. They're both going to be batting at the bottom of the order. So I like the under there, the Yankees on the money line, and the Garrett Cole under six and a half gates. Yeah. Hey. There we go. I like it now. Yeah, go ahead, Micah. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, want to talk about this uh, Padre Philly game because this is like, I mean, you got two of your crummiest pitchers out there. It's like just dangling the totals up high. I mean, and it is a must win, I think, for the Padres. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean it ha- has to happen that way. What What are your quick thoughts on that? Both of you guys, actually. I think that the, you're right. It's a tough one. I think the Padres, it's a must-win game for them, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do that behind Clevenger. The main thing for me here is I don't know who the Phillies are going to pitch. They think Falter's only going to go three innings. He's only pitched one inning in the last 21 days. So my guess is they go Cindergaard after him, which I think would be fine. But then the Phillies bullpens also extremely worked. So I don't know who they go to there. So I do, I would lean Phillies here, but I just don't necessarily know who's pitching. So I've got to figure that out. I think I'm going to try the over. I think well, at least I'll definitely know. I think too. I can get some runs there. Yeah, dude. It feels like with the Phillies, like they're kind of magical, man. Like they, they, they just have something. Exactly. There. Yeah. yeah. Like watching so those NL East teams. Dude, like that's the craziest thing is like the quietest NL East team out of all of them that are like super loud. Like it's the Phillies, right? Like, And then they got Syndergaard sticking it in. But to both of them, the Braves and the Mets, like, "Uh I'm still here. And it's the same thing, really, if you think about it. Like if they win today, they they did the same thing to the Braves, right? They lost the game two, then they came back home, wiped it out. So, yeah, I'm a little uh, I got to work on that a little more. All right, we're going to have some fun real quick. All right, so in the chat, we were sitting here talking about UFC. Now, look, we don't have a UFC person on the show on Saturdays. We used to. We don't have one uh, anymore here. But I don't know enough to break it down. Uh, First, do either of you, like, are either of you fluent in UFC? I am not. No. So I I do not want to get on here. I I watch it, but it's usually just betting on uh, who I like. I like Sean O'Malley in this fight. I I don't know if he's more skilled, but I'm probably going to bet on him just because I like him. (laughs) So if if you all want to join me there, feel free. But there's no analysis that goes on with that. So yeah, so yeah, same same here. Like I I would, I would never jump out here and just start saying things for people. Hey, yeah, put your money on this. All right, so our man Elijah here. All right, so he's got some here. So it's tough, but I'd say Gamrot over. I guess Benyel also like Sean Brady to get it done. Bilal. All right, so. I have no idea what the odds are on this, but we're going to have some fun. All right. Gamrot over Benyel. That is the, that is the, for the people play here. Okay. So if that happens, all right, it's juicy. All right. As Tony Matola says in here, if it happens, we're going to give away two prize merch packs. All right. So everybody really quick. Actually, I'll tell you what, after the show in the YouTube comments, just write your name and your Twitter handle. I'll find two of you after it. Do it in the comments on the YouTube after, but we're going to go Gamrot on that. Yeah, so give some stuff away. AB. Yeah, it. absolutely, man. And I still have to, I still have to get merch your way as well. So I understand oh, that God. one. That's long past. That was like a ship like a year ago. I don't know what yeah. happened. The, the, well, the you know what? My ship's uh, supply the runner chain. gets a little slow. Let me just say <laughs> that. Um, but no, all right. We're going to get the game right here. Everybody in the YouTube comments, uh, when the show is over, drop your name and your Twitter handle, and I'll find two of you, and we'll send out merch packs on that. Because, dude, I agree with you, man. Like, UFC, it's big today, man. So want to make sure that we at least have some fun with it, get in the crew. So, Elijah, appreciate you on that, man. Thank you so much. All right, guys, anything else before we jump out of here? Everybody good? Yeah. Let's All right, go. let's bring let's up the the, uh, the recap here. Take a look. Jump on out of here. All right. Chip Patterson today is on Old Miss LSU under 68. Alabama minus 21. Kansas State plus three and a half. I'm on Mississippi State, Alabama under 61. Baylor minus 10. Emory Hunt, Ottawa plus six and over 49. Bowman's on the Yankees money line minus 145. Garrett Cole under six and a half strikeouts. Jose Trevino under uh, a half uh, total bases there. 
Michael Roberts, Minnesota, Penn State, over 42 and a half, and the Dolphins, minus seven. Now, <laughs> you know we've got more here. Our week eight college football show uh, edition this week. Tom Fernelli on Indiana, plus three and a half. Louisiana Monroe Army, under 55 and a half. Purdue, plus two and a half. Uh, Georgia Southern plus two and a half. Kansas State plus three and a half. Jacob Fetner's on Cincinnati. Team total over 30 and a half. Ohio Northern Illinois over 65 and a half. Wake Forest team total over 40 and a half. Indiana plus three and a half. Chip Patterson. He's also on another one of Ole Miss. LSU under 66 and a half. Louisiana Monroe plus seven. Oklahoma State plus six and a half. Duke plus nine. UCLA plus six and a half. And our man, Micah Roberts, Ford International plus 14 and a half. Oklahoma State plus six and a half. Syracuse plus 13 and a half. Mississippi State, Alabama under 61 as well. UCLA plus six and a half. And TCU minus three and a half. Well done. A lot of talking there. Nobody wants to hear any more of me for the rest of the weekend, but Everybody, have a great day. Uh, We'll be back live tomorrow, Sunday, 10 a.m. to bring down everything for the NFL Week 7. But until then, best of luck. It's Cashy's Tickets. We'll see you tomorrow.